T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We're going to get out to the great Midwest Bank hotline and welcome in Scott Grodsky from CBS 58. Scott, what's going on, man? Not too much. How are you guys doing? Not too bad. Talking about this Bucks team, are you happy with what you saw from them this offseason and pretty much just bringing everyone back, adding Joe Ingles and Bochamp into the mix now? Are, are you fine with what they've done this offseason, or would you have liked to see them do something a little bit different? Yeah, I, I think it's fine. I think you could have seen things a little bit different if they didn't find a way to get both uh, Connaughton and Portis back, but they were a little limited at that point. I think some of the some of the players that you know we had seen floating around for a month or two as mid-level exception guys ended up going for a little more money than we expected them to. And so, so I think Joe Ingles is a turn-the-franchise-around guy. No, uh, but I don't know that – first of all, you don't need one of those right now. And second of all, I don't, I don't know that you're getting anyone much better for the price. Uh, Bochamp, I, I'd be lying if I said I knew a ton about him before the draft, uh, but after the draft and after – couple games of summer league I, I get where he fits in um i think sometimes especially lately because the bucks haven't had a first round pick since dante but sometimes you, you fall a little too in love with the idea of if you draft someone they have to make an impact and it's led to unfair expectations for guys like jordan wara um dante in that role and certainly for someone like dj wilson so i mean i mean am i looking for bochamp to make a huge difference in year one no, but he can come in. He can play 10 solid minutes. He can be a good defender. So I, I, I think the only move they did that I really don't understand at all is Ibaka, but it's not like that's a particularly cost-prohibitive move, and it's not like that's a move that they're not bringing him in to get ready for the playoffs. They're going to bring him in to give him 10 minutes a day on the uh, regular season games when a couple guys are sitting and they need a big body. So I, I think everything that has made sense, and a part of that just goes back to I think if Chris Middleton's healthy, they make the NBA Finals. So it's not like you need to make a ton of uh, changes if you're assuming health. Yeah, and you talked a little bit about Bochamp. Were, were you thrilled with that pick? Or I don't know if thrilled's the right word. Were you happy with that pick? Were you fine with that pick? And having seen what you've seen in the Summer League and the bits and pieces and take what Summer League is and whatever you want to take away from that, are you still fine with that pick? Or did you want to see them go somewhere else in the draft? No, I mean, I think it was a good pick. I, I, I think we won't know for sure for three years. Um, but, you know, it, it's not – they didn't have a top ten pick and they weren't in a spot where they can't miss. They took a guy with some risk, uh, but they took a guy with some skills on defense that can 
make an impact right away. And if he can develop his shot and develop his offensive game a little better, then he could turn into a lottery pick type talent at an outside of the lottery uh, draft slot. So I, I like where they went with him. He's still a young guy. He's still young in terms of basketball, uh, actual playing of uh, basketball on the, the higher levels. Um, so I, I think there's, there's certainly potential there, but again, if you're going into this year, expecting this guy to play 25 minutes and be, a major, major asset on the championship team, that's not necessarily the most realistic thing. Toby Altizer talking with Scott Grodsky from CBS 58 here on the Fan Afternoon Show. Let's transition over to the Milwaukee Brewers. And I feel like we've seen every emotion over the spectrum from fans over basically this last week, and it just seems like a roller coaster at times with this Brewers team. I tend to be more on the optimistic side. We have plenty of callers that fall on the pessimistic side with this Brewers team. Where are you at with the Brewers? Are you happy with where they're at and feel like you know they've been able to come overcome injuries and maybe a lack of offense to an extent? Or are you sitting there thinking, I wish they were a little bit further ahead in first place and they're not living up to the expectations that I had? Yeah, I would say I'm optimistic, uh, but not willing to pretend like this stuff hasn't happened. Uh, I mean, I, I do think that you know we started hearing more of the the crazy the sky is falling talk after the last 10 days when you lose a couple series to the Cubs and Pirates and the way they lost that game to the Twins was obviously not pretty it's also the middle of July in a sport that plays 162 games where you're going to have stretches where you're not good you're going to have stretches where you're losing and they're still in first and uh, I think this team is pretty much what I expected it to be from the start of the year they're a first-place team in part because their division is not good, but they're a playoff team in a, in a better division. They're a team that has great pitching. Obviously, the injuries have been much more of a concern than you would like in a normal year, but even with that, they're a team with great pitching, and they're a team that does not have the best hitting. And if they can get hot at the right time, they can be dangerous for a, a World Series NLCS-type run. If they don't get hot, they're going to be what they've been you know, last year, and they'll be a week in the playoffs and done. And I don't know that you can read anything into it based on a bad week and a half in June. I also don't know that you can read anything into it. If, you know, coming out of the all-star game, they put up eight runs a game for the first week and a half. I don't know that you can say that everything is solved. I think that I'd like to see them add a bat or two or, you know, three or four, but uh, I'd like to see them add a bat or two in the, uh, on the trade deadline. And, and see if you can go from there. Uh, obviously, you want to give yourself as many realistically good chances uh, at the plate in the playoffs as you can when things are limited. Uh, but it's going to be the same as it's been the past few years, where in the playoffs they will need their catching to be lights out, and they will need it to be one of those three-week periods where the hitters are hot and the hitters are better than they are all year. Because uh, if you play it out throughout the course of an entire year, I mean, this team is not good enough on paper to beat the Dodgers. It's just not. It's not good enough on paper probably to beat the, the Braves or a couple of other teams as well. Uh, but with the pitching they have, if they get timely hitting, sure, they can beat anyone in a week. Well, and that's what I want to ask you, too. You, you mentioned you'd like to see them make some moves at the deadline to bring in a bat. How much is that going to fix this offense? You know, you bring in a guy or two, especially with the guys that are available, you know, Josh Bell or a Benintendi or whoever you're able to bring in at the deadline. Is that really going to be able to fix this offense, or is it just going to be another one of those lottery tickets of hope they get hot at the right time? 
Yeah, I would say one guy is not going to fix everything. Um, I, again, I'd like to see them bring in more than one. Uh, but regardless, one guy can one guy can win you a game. One guy can get you a little bit better on a hot streak. Uh, we saw when they brought in Willie Adamas, one guy can help turn around the culture of the clubhouse and the, the culture of the, the lineup. And in turn, that can lead to better production for everyone else. Uh, but no, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not expecting anyone to come in here like Carlos Beltran 15 years ago uh, for, what was it, the Mets, where he came in and was the greatest hitter in baseball, uh, or someone to come in here and be a CC Sabathia at the plate for the Brewers. It, it's just not super realistic. But again, you're, you're not, they're not in a spot where they need to be scoring eight runs a game in the playoffs. They need to be pitching well and getting a couple of timely hits. And if they win most of their playoff games four to two, I mean, that's not exactly the most uh, stress-free way for fans to watch a game, but that's a way the team is built to win. I'm sure you saw the report uh, talking with Scott Grodsky here from CBS 58 uh, from Bob Nightingale talking about the Brewers listening to offers for Josh Hader, maybe not shopping him around, but listening if teams are calling. Is that something you're fine with? Are, are you considering trading Josh Hader at this point? You know, we've talked about it. Sam and I both agree that if you're going to trade him, unless you're just over the moon for something right now, I'd move him after the season. Where are you at on moving Josh Hader? I mean, I, I certainly would be in no way looking to move him. I think that there's no harm in ever answering the phone unless, you know, someone's calling to ask about Giannis for the Bucks. But I, I, there, there's no harm. If you want it, if they're listening to offers for Hater because they feel that, that Devin Williams and the rest of that bullpen is good enough to where if they can get elite hitting and, and get things on track, then I don't necessarily love that because I don't think that's how it works. Uh, but for all we know, they're listening to offers because they're trying to gauge what the market's going to be like next year. They're trying to gauge what they're going to have to pay him. and that, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't really have a problem with anyone ever picking up a phone. Yeah, I think that's probably where a majority of Brewers fans are at because, you know, who knows? Maybe someone wows you with a deal you just can't refuse, and you have to kind of accept that at some point, and you could shut that down and never get that offer, and maybe it's franchise-altering things, so who knows? Uh, do, one thing, uh, before we get to draft mockery just here in a few minutes, Packers football season is so close. It, training camp, I believe the rookies report at the end of next week, and then you have the veterans reporting the week after and finally getting into practice. How excited are you that football season's almost here? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm certainly ready for it. It's, uh, it's weird how long this little offseason has felt because I keep seeing, like, every day or two, I know today was the anniversary of Game 4 of the Bucks, but every day or two I get a reminder that at this point last year we were still in the middle of the, this incredible Bucks championship run and now it just feels like unless you're unless you're living and dying by game 91 of the baseball season which by the way is why I think some people are where they are at with the Brewers losing uh <laughs> over the course of a week and a half mm-hmm. but unless you're living and dying with that there's only so much sports going on right now so it, it'll be it'll be certainly nice to have um the Packers back and to have the NFL back and then we can transition for a little bit from living and dying by game 91 to living and dying by, you know, what, uh, what Matt Schneiderman and Rob Domofsky tweet out about the spiral of Jordan Love's pass to, uh, to Romeo Dobbs beating the second team defense in a scrimmage. But, uh, you know, it's nice to have more options at least. Yeah. I, I cannot wait for football season to be here. And real quick, one last one before we get to some draft mockery, 
when you look at the Packers, we've kind of each show, uh, Rami before he left with Sam, I did it with Bart in the morning, kind of went through and win-lost, and I think Bart and I still had them at, what, I think 13, 12 or 13 wins. I think, what, Sam, you and Rami had them at like 12 wins. No, 13 each. Oh, we, wait, 13? Yeah, we actually agreed on like every wow. single game, too. So, Scott, where are you at? I'm sure you haven't win-lost the schedule, or I don't know if you have or not, but you think it's probably right around that same point, even though they lost Devontae? Yeah, I think if you're giving me 13, I would take the under on that, but I wouldn't take it by much. Um, I, I don't know. I'd probably 11 and a half, 12 games, something like that. I, I don't have the the win-loss right in front of me, but you know, sometimes looking at win-loss can get you the, uh, the wrong way anyway because – then there's going to be at least one or two games that you look at as a for sure win that they end up losing. And every once in a while, there's one on the flip side, but I, I do, I think that they are a better team without Devontae. Of course not, but they're still a very good team. They're still a very good team in a division that is it's similar to the Brewers. They're just, they're, they're in a different league than everyone else in that division. Is anyone going to push them? Like are the Vikings going to give them any sort of effort or is it just going to be another cakewalk NFC North title? Yeah, I think if anything pushes them, it'll be them. Uh, if they lose a couple of games and get down to that 10-win mark, then maybe you could call that the Vikings pushing them. But to me, that's more the Packers opening the door. I don't think there's going to be a Vikings-Bears-Lions season that gets to 11-12 wins and really really gets them a run for their money. It's, if there's going to be a problem in the division, it's going to come from Green Bay, not from someone else pushing them. All right, it is time for everyone's favorite part of the Fan Afternoon Show. It is time for Night's Gourmet Popcorn Draft Mockery. Bart, take it away. Come on now and try to understand the way this popcorn feels in my hand. Take a scoop and put it in your mouth and eat some now. Yes, eat some now. Yes, eat some now. Ow, 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 ow. Gourmet nights, popcorn. I mean nights, gourmet popcorn. They've got caramel corn and sweet cherry corn and double cheddar cheese. Double cheddar cheese. Double. Yeah, yeah. You have some nights, gourmet popcorn. Try that nights, gourmet popcorn, cherry sweet corn, or Milwaukee mix. You gotta have nights, gourmet popcorn. And as you heard from the one and only Bart Winkler, it is time for Draft Mockery, presented by Night's Gourmet Popcorn. Night's Gourmet Popcorn is providing you with the freshest gourmet popcorn in Milwaukee since 1952. Mentioned 1250 AM, the fan, for 20% off. Sam Schmitz, take it away. All right. Yesterday's draft, we did the prettiest swings in all of baseball history. Toby Altizer, you had Ken Griffey Jr., so you ended up winning the draft. Landslide. Congratulations, Toby. You won with 84% of the vote yesterday. I finished in second with 9%. And then Tim Shea finished in third with 7%. So sticking with baseballs and batting stances and stuff like that, I figured today we would do the most unique batting stances. Probably the better way to phrase it is the weirdest batting stances in MLB history. But real quick, before I do that, the standings now are... I'm in the lead with six. Kevin Holden has two. Stephanie Sutton with two. Toby, you're now up to two as well. 
Evan Heffelfinger with one, Tim Allen with one, Tim Shea with one, Adam Roberts with one, and Bart Winkler also has one pick or one win as well. Excuse me. All right, so for today's weirdest MLB batting stances, uh, today's draft order, Toby, you'll pick third since you went first yesterday. I'll go second. And then Scott Grotsky, you actually have the first pick today for the weirdest batting stances in MLB history. And this is the non-Brewers division, right? Yes, we are not doing Brewers today. No Craig Council because that would obviously Doggone. be you know, a top first-round pick, if not a good pander pick. So no Brewers or no uh, players that played for the Brewers at one point. Uh, takes the top two on my uh, draft board off. Uh, I'll go with uh, Kevin Euclid is uh, the first yeah. pick for me. Yeah, that's definitely up there. I was hoping I could get him in the second yeah. pick. So Kevin Euclid for the second pick. For my first pick, give me... Tony Batista. Yeah. Sure. Toby, your first pick. Um, give me Jeff Bagwell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the old squat. Old yeah, there's a lot of squatting stances. Yeah. That was uh, that was the one, two, three for me. All right, Scott. Uh, round two, your second pick in today's draft. Right, I'm gonna go with uh, Ichiro here. Yeah, Toby and I were talking about that yesterday because we did the you know the prettiest swings in all of baseball, but like Ichiro, especially his like practice swing too, and his little like stretch and warm up, like oh, yeah, all of the coiling and all of that. It's it, yeah, right. <laughs> Everything about Ichiro's batting stance is just weird and unique. So definitely it was a top pick. So Ichiro for Scott's second pick. With my second pick, give me hmm, I'm gonna go with Julio Franco for my second pick. Toby? Uh, let's see. I'm going to go with Aaron Rowand. Aaron Rowan? I forgot about him. Damn, I didn't even have that on my board. Odd, uh, odd stance. That's an ugly one. Yeah, that's a real weird one. <laughs> the uglier the better in this draft. <laughs> All right, Scott, uh, your third pick in today's weirdest batting stances in MLB history. And even even like brief time on Brewers is a no go, right? Yeah, I can't, I can't do Gary Sheffield. No, unfortunately, <laughs> no Sheffield, no console. Okay, uh, I'll go Jason Veritek. Ooh, that's a good mm-hmm. one. two two Red Sox on Scott Grodsky's team. Oh, yeah, I do. All right, I'm just writing this down. Jason Veritek off the board. Um, for my third pick, give me uh, give me Oscar Gamble. I mean, you want to talk about a squatting stance? Oscar Gambles was one of the ultimate former Yankee. So I will go with Oscar Gamble for my third pick. Toby, your third pick. I don't know if people are familiar with this guy's stance because I don't think either of you are going to take either of my last two picks. But this guy's wide open at the plate. Ozzie Albies. Yeah. It's, a it's little, pretty odd. It's a little <laughs> odd. It's not the oddest, but I'll, I'll give it to you. I mean, that just makes it easier for Scott and I. <laughs> 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 All right, uh, Scott, your last pick in today's draft. Weirdest MLB batting stances. Uh, I want to do a shout-out to Brady Anderson's Ken Griffey Jr. Major League Baseball stance, but that's not like his real stance. Mm-hmm. But that was that was a real solid one, if anyone was. I, I think I might date myself, and I'm too old for you guys, but that was that was real solid, just bat right out in front. I'll go uh, Chuck Knobloch for the actual pick. Very Chuck similar Knobloch. to Bagwell. Sounds good. Oh, man. Of course, my pen really runs out of ink. Chuck Knobloch. All right, uh, my last pick for today, give me Phil Plantier. I'm just going to go with the squatting okay. stances for my there last two picks. 
So give me Phil Plantier for my last one. Toby, last yeah, pick in today's draft. Yeah. Have you ever seen like one of his baseball cards? Looks like he's like sitting in an invisible chair almost. It's funny. But anyways, Toby, uh, last pick in today's draft. I don't think anyone listens to us in Minnesota. I hope they do because I'm going to take a Minnesota legend, Rod Carew. Yeah, that was on my board. Yeah. I should have taken that. All right, fair enough. Good pick, Good last pick. All right, quick recap of the teams. Scott, your team today for the weirdest MLB batting stances. Kevin Euclid, Ichiro Suzuki, uh, Jason Veritek, and Chuck Knobloch. And then my team, Tony Batista, Julio Franco, Oscar Gamble, and Phil Plantier. Toby, Jeff Bagwell, Aaron Rowan, Ozzy Albies, and Rod Carew. Love it, love it. Scott, appreciate the time, man. Keep up the great work at CBS. Yeah, anytime. Good talking to you guys. There you heard from Scott Grodsky. He joined us for some draft mockery and some Wisconsin sports talk. It's Packers training camp starting end of next week or whatever. What, what do you consider the beginning of training camp? When the guys report or? When the veterans report, yeah. Okay, so that would be the following week. But either way, training camp's getting close. Excited to talk some Packers football, Brewers baseball. Always great to talk with Scott Grodsky. And he joined us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. If applying for a home renovation loan has you feeling anxious, breathe and let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com today. More of the Fan Afternoon Show comes up next. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission.